series and today's message is entitled King of Kings. And what we must understand is that as a nation of kings, priests, and ambassadors, we are to seek and find his righteousness at all times. We bring it forward. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Church, can you say this with me? Your kingdom come, your will be done. So that is known as the Lord's Prayer when the disciples ask him, how do we pray? He taught them that. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So as believers, as priests, as sons, as kings, we go throughout this earth representing the ministry of Jesus Christ to the whole world. And the world doesn't change until we do our part. We cannot have an expectation for the government to bring great sweeping change throughout the nation because we are the government that rests upon his shoulders. We are his kingdom workers. We are the ones that are on assignment to bring righteousness, peace, and joy throughout this world. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. And it says this, For unto us a child be born, to a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. I want to pause right there. The Bible says, or the prophecy from Isaiah says, there shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. Church, can you say no end? So that means that when Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished, what he came to establish and what he gave the power and authority that he gave to us, there shall be no end to that, okay? There shall be only be an increase of his government and of peace. So say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I speak an increase of his government and of his peace. In my life, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm here to convince you through the word of God this morning that you're not just Christians. You're not just Bible believers. You're not just churchgoers. You've got to understand that everything that was in Jesus the Christ is on the inside of you as well. And the same kind of change that came about through his life when he was on earth, you can be seeing that in your life right now. But the only thing that will cause that not to happen is unbelief. So we have to make sure that our faith is in the right place and that we see Jesus as who he is so that we can know who we are. Come on, we've got to get out of just religious mindsets and religious activity. We've got to understand that there's an assignment on our lives just as there was an assignment on Jesus Christ. The, way, the one that came and the one that was born in a manger, he didn't stay in a manger. He didn't stay as a baby. So while I am excited that he was born, I'm more excited that he died because, when, because he died so that we might have life, right? Since he died, the life that was on the inside of him now lives on the inside of us because he said, it is finished. Now listen, when, when the king, when the, when the three, the wise men came to meet Jesus um, and, and he wasn't in the cradle at that time, he was uh, older than that. But anyway, when they came to him, they didn't say, it is finished. 
We see him. This is the one. It is finished. No, only Jesus could say it is finished because he completed the work that his father sent him to do. So that is my prayer for each of you this morning, that when your life is over, that you'll be able to say it is finished. And those who finish well will hear Jesus pronounce over them, well done, thou good and faithful servants. Amen. So we must be, uh, we must be, uh, aware that we continue to live our lives in a way that he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's keep moving here. He shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From that time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So, earth received a son from God and this son is the king of kings. And when the son came down from heaven, the king of kings, when he came down from heaven, he taught the disciples how to pray, okay? And this was the son's prayer, Matthew 6, verses 9 through 10. In this manner, therefore pray, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Church, can you say this with me? Our father. Now that's what Jesus said. He said, pray in this manner, our father. Listen, you got to catch something. He didn't say my father. He said our father right? So if he is our father, then we must know that uh, my son stood up here with me this morning, just a little bit ago, Dominic, right? And if you look at my baby picture and look at his baby picture, you can tell that's your boy. We don't need Maury Povich. That's your son right there. You are the father, right? So the son is always going to be like the father, right? And so for Jesus to say, our father, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought he was your father. No, I've come here to make him our father. I have come to reestablish the family of God and the kingdom of God. So what Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, I am here to reestablish. You will be called the sons of the most high God. And remember, I told you that is a spiritual state. So it's not about gender when it comes to spiritual things things. So women, you are sons of God as well because it has to do with your spiritual being because there's no more marriage in heaven, okay? So it's all about your new spiritual condition. So Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. So if we are like Jesus, then we need some proof, right? Because Jesus was born uh, of the Holy Spirit. Joseph was, was his natural father, but Joseph, he didn't come from Joseph. He came from God. Matthew 1, 19 through 21 says this, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Church, can you say Holy Spirit? 
the child within Mary's womb was conceived by the Holy Spirit, making Jesus the Son of God, right? And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So we see that Jesus was born of the Spirit. So for Jesus to stand there and say, our father and not just my father, that he knew that there was going to be a holy transition, that the DNA that was inside of him, the supernatural birth, was going to happen to those around him as well so that we could all one day call him our father. Let's go to John chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, where we will learn that the same way Jesus was born is the way that we are born again. Listen to this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Church, can you say the spirit? Jesus was born of the Spirit. And if you're born again, you're born of the Spirit too, right? So listen to what it says. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans, that means our fathers and mothers, can reproduce only human life. So that is why Joseph and Mary did not have a baby named Jesus. God and Mary had a baby named Jesus because Jesus had to be born of the Spirit, all right? And every single one of us, if we're going to see the kingdom of God, we also have to be born of the Spirit. Listen to what it says. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So we must be born again by the Spirit, just like Jesus, so we have the same Father. And if the Son called his Father our Father, what does this mean? Kings give birth to kings. And Jesus is the high priest, and so he gave birth to priests that will serve under him. Because everything Jesus was, we are. Come on, let's confess this. Everything... Jesus was, I am. Come on, praise God. For the word of God says that as Jesus was in this world, so are we. Jesus was a king. Jesus was a son. Jesus was a priest. So we share in all of who he is. Let's go to 1 Peter 2 and 9, right? Because we are royalty. If Jesus is, is royal, then we are royal. Let's read it in the word. Don't take my word for it. 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Listen to what it says. You are royal priests. Hallelujah. A holy nation. God God's very own possession. So that's why Jesus could say, our Father is the way you pray. Because why? what does the Bible say here? You are God's very own possession. You are royal priest, a holy nation. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. When Jesus came to the earth, what did he do? He showed the world the goodness of God. 
What are we supposed to be doing? Showing the world the goodness of God, right? We don't live in darkness anymore. We've been called out of darkness into his wonderful light, and he needs us to bring more people into his light. We share in who he is. Let's go to John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. Let's wrap this up as far as our unity with Christ. This was his last prayer before he, uh, I believe, went to the cross. Let's read this. I, this is him talking to his father. I am praying not only for these disciples, meaning the 12, but also all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Church, can you say this with me? We are one. I see black people in here. I see white people in here. I see Hispanic people in here. I see young and old. And we just said, say this with me again. We, we are one. Praise God. That, that scares the enemy so bad. It scares the enemy so bad for us to say that we are one. Because the only way his power flows through us, we have to be one. We can't be separated as Baptists and Pentecostals and those who are this and those who are that. Jesus' prayer is that we would be one with the Father as he, and we will be one with each other, rather, as he and the Father are one. Like, this is the best news. Like, this is such good news that uh, he desires us to be unified as he was unified with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. And in this way, we can really live out the kingdom purpose that God has for us to live. Verse 22. I have given them the glory you gave me. Only kings deserve glory. Only kings deserve honor. So I'm, t- I'm here this morning to tell you that you, Jesus Christ, is the king of kings, and you are those kings. You have been brought into the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and you are to rule and reign for his government. So the government that exists in heaven, we... We are the ambassadors of that government, and we are supposed to be ruling this earth now. Not the White House, not not Spain, not Europe. It's the children of God. We are the kingdom of God, and we've been sent to reign and to rule and to bring order again. Amen? And the first place order has to be is within us. We've got to keep this house in order, right? righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 22, I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them. Can you, do you hear what I'm saying this morning? This is Jesus talking. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So how are we kings? How are we sons? How are we kings? How are we priests? Because the son and the priest and the king lives inside of us. 
This is information that you can't afford to miss. The devil will walk all over you. The world will walk all over you until you wake up and understand who you are. It's time for Mephibosheth to come up out of Lodabar. It's time for Mephibosheth to say, you know what? I may have been crippled at birth. I may have been born and shaped in iniquity, but there is a king that has come to find me and restore me back to my father's house. And that's exactly what Jesus came to do. He came to restore us back to our father's house. And Jesus did not keep all the power and the glory for himself. There was a transfer of this kingly power. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. I know sometimes my preaching may be like I am uh, trying to feed you with a fire hose. I apologize for that, but I only got one speed. Right. So however the Holy Spirit is moving, that's how fast I got to go. All right. So I'm, I'll try. I, I, I won't try to slow down. I won't try. All right. Unless you want me to, Lord, help me. All right. Philippians chapter two, verses nine through 11. Let's hear about our king. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. Church, say this with me. When he goes up, I go up. Come on, we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, right? So when he goes up, I go up. Church, I, I need you to know this, that you can't, be, you can't afford to be depressed when he's up, right? You can't afford to be down when he's up. You are with him. You are not down here. Everything that Jesus is up there, we are down here because we are his ambassadors. We are a reflection of him. We are his children, his kings, his sons, and his priests. The way that we know that we are his sons because the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So when you are led by his Spirit, man, this is good. When you are led by his spirit, that's when you will see the, the king come out of you. That's when you will see the priest come out of you. That's when you will see the son come out of you. Only when you are led by his spirit. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. So if his name is above every name and your name is tied to his name, then your name is above cancer then your name is above anxiety and your name is above fear because he has placed his name upon us. We are his. He came to save us from our sins. Therefore, he received the highest honor. He gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus is Lord. Church, say this with me. Jesus is Lord. So whatever the doctor says to you, if they say you've got cancer, you've got COVID, you've got pneumonia, you've got to let it come out of your mouth. No, Jesus is Lord, right? He is the ruler of my life and the ruler of my body. And I confess that his name is above COVID, above cancer, above depression, above divorce, above sickness, above all anxiety. His name is the highest name. Verse 11, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Verses 8 through 13, Jesus taught them how to pray. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Church, say this with me. Lord, deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So Jesus showed us here that we have a right to pray to the Father and we have a responsibility when we pray to say, your kingdom come and your will be done. So as kings, so listen kings, listen government. So wherever you find in your life, within your realm, anywhere that you can see, if you don't see righteousness, peace and joy and the Holy Spirit, you've got a responsibility and you've got the power to bring about change through prayer. Don't worry about it, pray about it. Be anxious for nothing, but pray in in all things, right? You can pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh my goodness. So if I am in France, right, and France wants to beat me down, right? They, 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 they take all my rights. I'm a, I'm a visitor there, and they, and they mess with me, and they jail me. Uh, uh, I have done nothing wrong. What can happen is this. I am an American citizen, right? And there's an embassy, man, this is good. There's an embassy in France called the U.S. Embassy, right? I can make my appeal to the U.S. Embassy and say, hey, I'm an American citizen, and I don't like the way the French are treating me, right? They are treating me unjustly. As soon as, church, can you say as soon as? As soon as the U.S. Embassy lets the U.S. government know that there's a citizen of America in France being mistreated, the power of the U.S. is going to move on behalf of me as a U.S. citizen and make sure that I get my rights, right? The same thing happens spiritually. So when you are a, a son, a king, a priest, a child of the most high God, and the devil is in, in, encompassing all about you and trying to tear you to pieces and tear you down, you can make an appeal to another kingdom. And you can say, Lord, the kingdom of darkness has come against me and my family and my body, and I am a citizen of your kingdom. So what you can pray is, our Father, hallowed be, uh, I'm sorry, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven. So if I'm in France being mistreated, I can say, as it is in America, I should have those rights and I should be free from what you're trying to do to me. So as ambassadors of the kingdom, the devil would love you to just be churchgoers all of your life and have no power, have no authority, just take everything he gives to you and don't receive any of the blessings that God has for you. But I'm trying to tell you this morning through the word of God that you are a son, you're a king, and you are a priest. All right. Acts chapter one, verses six through 11 say this. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. But 
you will receive power. Church, can you say power? And maybe this, I know for a fact, this is a huge missing link in the church. Too many of us do not walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God and his power where he is dwells on earth where you are and change occurs. Listen to what he says here. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Can you say witnesses? So we're too caught up in, uh, in the gifts Right? Speaking in tongues, laying hands on people, words of, of knowledge, prophecy. They're all amazing things, but Jesus didn't single out any gifts in this moment. What he simply said was, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my what? Witnesses. So all of that power is to make you a witness, right? A fisherman has many lures, Right? And we are fishermen of men, and our lures come through us through the Holy Spirit and the giftings that he gives us so that we can be fishermen, like Pastor Jim said, of men. Let's skip to verse 11. As they were looking up and seeing Jesus being taken into the heavens, it says, Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven the same way you saw him go. So we praise God for what we're celebrating right now, that Jesus was born. But listen to me, Jesus is also coming back. He's coming back. He will return from heaven. So Jesus commanded them to go and to, and to be witnesses because he's coming back. Let's go to Luke now, chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. It says this, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. Church, say this with me. He is coming back. So he sent the original disciples to the places he planned to go. He's sending us as disciples because he's coming back to the earth, right? So the same thing he sent them with, he sent us with because he sent them to places he planned to visit. And we see here that he's coming back to this earth. And listen to what he said. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Do we have wolves out there? We've got people stealing our children. We've got people stealing our women. We've got people stealing. Uh, we know that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So he gave them power and sent them out. And listen to what happened when they returned. Verse 17. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, listen to this, he's the king. When Jesus was here, he'd go places and people would have demons inside of them. And when he showed up, the demons would cry out of the people and say, it's not our time. Leave us alone, right? He even had authority over demons. The king of kings has authority over demons. The, today's message is to show you that the kingdom of God has been transferred, shared power to us. And listen to what they said. 
When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us. Even the demons obey us when we use your name. Okay? So it's his kingdom, his power, his authority, but he's transferring over to us so that we can use it, right? And that we can use the name of Jesus Christ as kings, as priests, and as sons. And listen to what Jesus said. Yes, uh, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you Listen, kings, to what you have. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. So this is what it means in our city. As you drive by all these shops that are popping up where they do palm reading and tarot cards and all this stuff, do you not know? that you have the power and authority to point to those buildings and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, this business is not welcome here. I speak through, as an ambassador for heaven, I speak righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost in this city. We trample over these, these outlets of darkness and we say that they be under our feet in Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for that. There's a bar in this city. Um, there's a bar in this city that was known uh, for activity between the sexes. I'll say it like that because we have children here. But it is now for sale. Right by Memorial Hospital. Been here for years. It is now for sale, right? I know it came about through prayer. Every time I drive by, I said, somebody prayed for this, that this place would close. So we've got that power. If you don't want this stuff in our city or near your home, then you use the power and authority that Jesus Christ has given you. Amen. Verse 18 again. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall. What did Satan do? Fall, right? So he's got no business up, right? I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. So the king, the king came, the king did everything he was supposed to do, and he said this to us, okay, now you rule. Now you rule. All authority and all power has been given to me. Now I give it to you. You rule. So why do we look like such sad saps sometimes? Do we look like kings, priests, and rulers all the time? So why do we let the enemy bring us down when we are supposed to be ruling the earth through the power of the Holy Spirit? It's so important that we understand these things and hear these things. We have to know what we're supposed to be doing. Let's go to Mark chapter 16, and we're almost finished. Mark chapter 16, verses 14 through 20. So what is the call for the sons, the kings, and the priests? So you need to know what you're supposed to be doing because, because there's a great divide in, in, in the church right now. Like, yes, the gospel of Jesus Christ is amazing, and yes, being saved is amazing, but there's work to do. 
So you don't just get saved to just so that you can leave the bars and leave sin behind and so that you can go to heaven when you die one day. There is still work to do. So what is the call for the sons, the kings, and the priests? What does Jesus want us doing right now? Verse 14 says this, Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he called them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Can you place your hand upon your heart right now as we pray this together? Yes, we've been born again. Yes, Jesus Christ is Lord, but we've also got work to do, but we can't do this work if we have unbelief and the hardness of hearts. So pray this with me, Lord. I believe, but help my unbelief. Father, soften my heart towards you that I might hear you and obey. I am who you say I am. And I can do what you said I can do. In Jesus' name, Amen. So listen to this. He called into account for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from death. And he said this to them. This is what disciples do. As Pastor Jim just preached, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we take into 2024. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Wait a minute. This is going to hurt. This is going to step on some toes right now. But in all of 2023, how many disciples did we make? If that's what we're supposed to be doing, how many did we make? How many people did we tell about Jesus? How many people are we actively discipling right now? Right? Come on. That's what we're supposed to be doing. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who, is not, who, he who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. Tell me if you're seeing this in your life. If you're not seeing this in your life, then you need to be praying and saying, God, I for, forgive me of all of my sins. I surrender my life to you. I will be your son. I will be your priest. I will be your king. What should we be seeing? These signs will accompany all those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. That's us. We got it backwards. We think it's all about coming to the building. It's not. Our come cannot be greater than our go or nothing changes out there. Our go has to be greater than our come. It's not just about coming to church, right? It's about being the church, being kings, being sons, being priests so that lives are changed outside of the building. And they went out and preached everywhere. And listen to this. 
while the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. That's a beautiful thing. So many of us don't witness or tell people about Jesus because the spirit of fear has attacked us. But Jesus said this, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. What is the power that he's given us? He said this, while they went out, the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. So when you go out there, there will be signs that follow you, but you've got to go first and you've got to obey. Is he the king of kings? Yes, because we saw what the demons did. We saw what he did. How did demons respond to him? How did nature respond to him? How did sickness respond to him? How do those things respond to us? Kings rule with decrees. John 16, 23 through 24 say this, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, kings, listen to this, as kings, you will ask the father directly and he will grant your requests because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Let's stand to our feet this morning. As you rise Understand that God lives in you. The kingdom of God is in you, and you must begin to rule in righteousness, peace, and joy. Say this with me. Righteousness, righteousness. Peace, peace, and joy. All right, that's all. Those three things are inside of you because the kingdom of God is inside of you. So where you don't see righteousness within you, or peace, or joy, you got to know that there's some kind of disconnect from the kingdom of God, and we've got to go all the way back to, to, to looking at our sonship, to saying, because if, if it's not working as a priest, if it's not working as a king, we got to go all the way back to sonship and say, Father, forgive me of all of my sins and trespasses. I am your son. Restore me to the glory that you have for me. As you go out as sons, I want you to know that you must be led by the Holy Spirit. A lot of people claim to be Christian all the time, but sons are led by his Holy Spirit. And you will see the fruit within their lives, right? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the Holy Spirit lives within your heart, if God lives within your heart, the words that come out of your mouth will speak of righteousness, peace, and joy. As priests, because that's exactly who you are, first you offer yourself for his use, and then you offer spiritual sacrifices as priests. As a priest, you give gifts to God through, through your worship, through your service to him. As a priest, you love people that don't have enough. You bless them. We don't give to get back. We give because God says give, and we give to bless. As a spiritual sacrifice, you also pray. So prayer should be a part of your life because you're a priest. And then finally, as kings, what we do as kings is we demonstrate his shared power. So all that we saw Jesus doing while he was here, as his kings on earth, as his ambassadors on earth, we can do all we saw Jesus do. We can lay hands on the sick. We can open blind eyes. We can raise the dead if he says so. You got to be a son first. Sons are led by his spirit. And the way that you do all these things, it's not through your own power. It's through Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. Let's bow our heads. If I could get the elders and any deacons to come up to get communion ready to pass out as we pray. Father, I thank you for this series, Your Kingdom Come.